0: Hello everybody and welcome to What's the Problem the podcast where we dive into the most pressing issues facing cyber or data security leaders today. In each episode we're joined by a guest expert and they share their insights, their experiences on the challenges and the the goings-ons of what's happening in the world of security. So whether you're a seasoned veteran or a new leader to our field, this podcast provides valuable info and strategies to get organizations to the next level. Join us as we explore the landscape of cyber and data security and discover new ways to tackle problems in the industry. This is What's the Problem? And I am your host, Mike Krass. Let's get started. Today, we are joined by Chase Richardson. Chase, say hello to our listeners. Hi, nice to be here today. Chase, can you tell our listeners, why are you qualified to talk about security? Tell us about your background. Absolutely. So
1: I have been a cybersecurity analyst, associate uh, director, um, and now principal for uh, the better part of a decade. Out of business school, I started a cybersecurity consulting firm with a, a few others. There are about five of us. We grew that firm over five years to um, a little over sixty with the whole suite of cybersecurity services. And I exited that and started a uh, the US side of where I currently am um, at Bridewell, another cybersecurity consulting firm that hosts a a number of different cybersecurity solutions from consulting to security operations to offensive uh, testing and data privacy. So I I lead the US uh, side of the firm in that regard. I have a handful of certifications, Security Plus, CISSP, CIPP, so data privacy, as well as advanced cybersecurity certifications. um, And I've worked with hundreds of, of different businesses in various industries with their cybersecurity compliance, with their security operations, policies, procedures, you name it, for uh, for for this last decade or so. So I'm happy to share with uh, the audience today the, the things that I've learned along the way, especially uh, in in the last few years, as compliance has really been a, a big topic of, of conversation uh, here in the U.S
0: that's a great segue chase i'm hearing this this rumor around the old internet pipes about the cmmc uh, charlie mike mike charlie um because i know those letters all sound uh, very together when you say them uh, the cmmc um uh, cybersecurity maturity model and talking about compliance which you just touched on i'm hearing something about the government the united states government to be clear requiring that dod contractors follow that model both as a prime as well as a sub or a JV is is this just all water cooler nonsense or is there any truth to what i'm telling uh, what i'm hearing uh, around the way
1: yeah absolutely no you're you're absolutely correct this this compliance has been uh <laughs> it's it's been in development for for some time so the the requirement that the the DoD supply chain con, prime contractors and subcontractors follow some level of cybersecurity compliance is nothing new. It's It's been around for over a, a decade um, in various forms. Now, the cybersecurity maturity model compliance, the first uh, announcement of it was about four years ago in uh, mm-hmm. 2019, and it, it took it up a notch. So before that, and, and actually how, how it currently is, because it's, you know, just to be clear, this is not in contracts, um, as, as of right now to, to have this level of, of compliance before that, it, it was really, uh, the contractors and subcontractors attesting to their level of compliance, um, saying, you know, I'm, I'm following, uh, a, cybersecurity protocol, or w- what we call it in the space, cybersecurity hygiene. Um, mm. I, I'm following all of these things. And I, so that I can, you can send me over sensitive materials, or even not so sensitive materials, but private materials. Sure. Um, and and I'm, I'm safe, you know, I, I am following everything. So don't worry about it. Uh, but with CMMC, it's taking it a notch further because of the increase in cyber attacks that we read in the news every day. You know, we, we need to be even more careful with that sensitive data. So, for the prime contractors, and there are a couple levels and we can get into that, but for uh, a, a majority of these prime contractors and subcontractors, there will need to be not just an attestation anymore, but mm-hmm. a an independent third party that can come in and give you that that stamp of approval that says yes i've checked their policies i've checked their controls and they are doing what they what they attest <laughs> that they have been doing for for a while and so that is in a nutshell this compliance that's been it's been in development for the last several years but we are hopefully it's it's in the what what they call the rulemaking phase Um,
0: So it it should be coming down the pipe uh, in the next couple of years. So you said something about with primes and there is multiple levels to that. Mm -hmm. Um, What did you mean by that? So not
1: every contractor is going to have to pass the same level of assurance that Mm -hmm. You know, the, the Boeings of the world, their Lockheed Martins are going to have to, if you think about that being at the highest level with the, the sensitivity of the data that they have access to, they're going to have to pass the, there are three levels in the newest flavor of, of CMMC, what, what, what they call CMMC 2.0. Mm-hmm. And of the three levels, those, those prime contractors and the biggest contractors, those are going to be the level threes. And they are going to pass, they are going to have to pass the most rigorous of, of audits um, in that level three, in order to get that, that, uh, that certification for the subcontractors that have access to some of that data, um, w- what we call, and I'll reference this throughout the, the conversation, but CUI or controlled unclassified information. Um, mm-hmm. They might have some, a level of access to that information and in, in some drawings or, or what have you. Um, and they still have access to them. They, it still passes through their, their email or, or, you know, share folder or, or what, what have you. So they still need to pass some level and that will be a level two, um, audit. And okay. that's the majority of subcontractors, um, will have to be that level two or so the DOD, uh, states. And then finally, you've got the level ones that need to have, you know, they might have physical access Think about, you know, the the third parties. Maybe it's a, a managed service that that comes in and does some maintenance to servers. Doesn't actually have access to the data itself, but maybe has physical access or um, limited access. They don't. They're not actually touching that controlled unclassified information, or or they don't have. Um, you know, it's it's never going to their inbox or what what have you. And so. Those are going to be the level ones, and then it's Mm. a it's it's a lighter touch. And actually, in this newest CMMC 2.0 ruling, um, that's not even a uh, a third party coming in and doing that audit. That's still remaining as a self attestation.
0: Exactly. Mm. Tell me, just so I I understand. So level, uh, what was it? Level two. Level two. You do have access to the data, correct? Or did I correct? Yep. Okay. So level two and a level three, the Boeings, the Lockheeds, those folks, they actually have access to data. Um, Level one, self-attestation. You don't have to have a third party come in and and conduct um, any kind of auditing work. And so those are folks who are doing, or or organizations that are doing more, like you're talking about like server maintenance, I think was the example you just gave. They're not actually accessing and have no access uh, accessibility to the data itself, yeah. um, but right. they're just kind of helping helping the gears of uh, the gears of the DoD machine run right They're a Kind yep. of lubricating group, exactly. Yeah, they or they might make you know
1: a a certain a custom <laughs> widget or screw for you know eventually eventually goes into you know who knows what at at uh, Boeing or Lockheed at these level at these level three prime contractors, um, but at their level, all they know. Is that they just got an order for this widget that they're really good at making? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So it gets there eventually, but um, then they're, they're part of the supply chain, but they don't have access to any of the real sensitive data.
0: Now let's talk about who who would realistically be performing these audits. Is it? Yeah. If I'm talking about a level three, and I'm looking for you to correct me if I'm off base here, Chase. Yeah. I'm thinking a level 3. I'm thinking, you know, Boeing Lockheed, uh, something like that. This screams like big four firm, right? Like just some sort of monstrosity of a consulting firm that has some sort of CMMC auditing process that meets a level 3 criteria. Is that accurate or do you think that, you know, some of our listeners actually do work at or own businesses that could be this third-party auditing but sure it just seems like that's not accessible like level threes are not really accessible to everybody and they're also Mm -hmm. not the majority as you pointed out level two is a majority Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. uh, of you know company population uh, or of contractor population so is that accurate like level threes like that auditing work is probably going to be done by a very large you know multinational type big four firm
1: yeah yeah or or a, there are a few firms. Um, the first couple firms that got that were uh, approved to be assessors um, mm-hmm. to come in and do these assessments. Uh, there, there have been, you know, the, the big four definitely in the in the mix. Uh, but a, a couple of the 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 larger firms that have gone through this just have that focus. That's all that they do. Not only is cybersecurity auditing, uh, maybe they have experience with you know, ISO audits, you know, 27,001 or, or something like that. And they're, you know, they're qualified auditors and that's all they do. And maybe their their target market is just the, the DOD supply chain anyway. So they were naturally in the space to provide that level of service. Um, and they have that experience. They, they might be able to do that. But the as for the level threes, again, a change with this most recent CMMC 2.0, you know, them coming out with this, this new flavor of, um, of CMMC, the, the level threes have actually been indicated that they're going to be government led audits. So they're going to be alongside the, maybe it's a big four and there, there may be a part kind of a private part, a public private partnership that happens here, but it'll be the, um, the DIBCAC or the defense industrial base Cybersecurity Assessment Center. I know it's it's a handful, <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's part of the the Defense Contract Management Agency, and they're the ones that are you know the front and center on this. They're the ones that have been doing some level of audit. Again, not at this level of CMMC, but some level of audit. As I mentioned before, these these con- contract assurances have been in place for a very long time, for years. They've gone through and done you know spot checks and different audits uh, through this agency in the past and that same agency is going to be leading the level three audits. However, the for the level twos, level ones we said you know they're self-assessments. Sure. the level two audits are going to be organizations that have gone through a process to be a C3 PAO which sounds like it's from Star Wars, I know. but um, <laughs> a certified third party assessment association. Those are the companies that have gone through the process of becoming this assessment org that has, um, you know, that the, they have the, the, the wherewithal and the, the, the understanding to come in and do the audit for those level twos.
0: Chase, here's the last question. And I think we've been building up to this. So before I ask the question, a little context. I think for folks like yourself and others who are very plugged into this space and into this topic, I think that what we've talked about so far has been a helpful refresher for them. So I want to ask this last question, not with that, that specific segment of our listening audience in mind. And the question is for folks who are not you know, who didn't start living and breathing this four years ago and are, you know, they've got the date marked on their calendar two years from today for folks who are not in that audience, what could be some unintended consequences in your professional opinion that could come out of this? And I, I I guess I want to say unintended consequences or benefits. It doesn't always have to be negative, but Mm -hmm. for folks who aren't living and breathing this, could you just tell those listeners a little bit about like, here's how this might actually affect you.
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, so one, um, I'll start with the negative and move into the positive. And yeah. the, the negative would be this is a large undertaking. You know, to to follow all these controls, if you haven't done an assessment in a while, if you if you haven't ever done one, or you know, you're you're a level two organization that you're not, you don't, you don't know what you don't know undergoing a project where you do a gap analysis and, and you implement the things that you're not following in order to be compliant. And then you get the assessment organization. And not only does it cost a lot of, of resources, time and money. So even if you had a lot um, in the bank to, to go as fast as possible, it just mm-hmm. takes time. It takes a lot of time. So if you're not How ready for this, um, It it, it, it depends. Yeah, it depends. But, you know, consultant's favorite answer, right? Um, (laughs) But, but, you know, if you're, it depends on what level you're already following. And so it could, it could take three months, it could take a year, depending on on what you already have in place. And so when this comes through, and and it does eventually hit contracts that maybe are the lifeblood of your organization, you may not be able to bid for that, those same contracts that are the lifeblood of your organization. So it could have a serious negative consequence. And again, it may be, th- this has been in development for a long time. It may be too late to, to get certified. So that's the worst, but the, the best, if you get a head start on it would be, it, it could be a differentiator. It could be a competitive advantage, even before these contracts, you know, it's not in contracts yet, right? You don't need to have it right now, but you could you could say hey, we're taking this seriously especially in your bid you could say you know we, we've already done an assessment we're already working on a plan of action and milestones that we're, you know maybe we're not perfect yet but we're we're actively moving on this and we're taking this seriously that could be a differentiator in your next bid even now before this comes into effect because uh, you know that's a that's a big conversation with with all companies, even outside the DoD, is on supply chain assurances, and so that that could be a differentiator um, in a positive light.
0: Yeah, as as we come to the conclusion of this episode, I, I can see that differentiator being a real uh, a real positive, and I'm always I'm a naturally curious person uh, by nature. And I'm always thinking about, you know, expanding and doing different things and kind of like growing, um, you know, both personally and professionally. And I could even see it as, a you know, you come in, for example, say you are level two, you meet the level two criteria, but you could actually, as an organization, if you know that you could mop the floor with level three criteria type work, you could bid on that and then kind of expand your opportunity from there. Right. And say, Hey, just as an FYI, like we can, we can do this all day, this level three type stuff. And I know that this, you know, not trying to bid on two projects at once, but I am just trying to tell you, like, we, we do have all of these certifications up to the level two requirements. So, you know, if your needs ever expand past this, we would be able to bid on that. And it's, yeah. it's kind of one of those, like you use the word that I think is important, this reassurance, it's, it's reassuring to say, we, we can do the great, this great work at a level three, uh, uh, compliance level, but we're here for you at level two, if, if, and when you ever need us. and as folks know, who have contracted with the government, you know, once you get in to a governmental agency, like the DOD, there's a lot of opportunity for you to help them in other areas and to be a really a valued player past that first contract. Yep. Well, Chase, thank you so much. I I really appreciate you joining the show and for our listeners, that is a wrap for this episode of what's the problem. I hope that you found our conversation with Chase Richardson to be insightful, to be informative. I hope you took something away. Remember to tune in next time for more discussions on challenges and happenings in the world of security. Also, I want to give a quick shout out to our host, MKG Marketing. MKG is focused on helping cybersecurity businesses get found, find, drive leads, and close deals. So if your cybersecurity firm is struggling to generate leads or close deals, let us help you. To learn more, you can visit our website at mkgmarketinginc.com. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating for this podcast. Chase personally told me that he's expecting 10-star ratings on the five-star scale. So don't let Chase down. We appreciate your support. Until next time, our listeners, Chase, say goodbye to the listeners. Goodbye. Thanks for having me.